Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 611. And today, well, if you are listening to this on the day it airs, it is Monday and it is Christmas Eve. And no, I am not recording this on Christmas Eve. I've already recorded this in advance. But if you are listening to this on Christmas Eve, Happy and Merry Christmas Eve. If you celebrate, uh, you know, Christmas, then uh, you guys all know that uh, it is Christmas Eve. And if you're not, well, then just have an awesome day or awesome night and enjoy some time with your family anyways. I think we all should do that regardless. All right. So here's what we are going to be talking about in today's episode, how to niche down in your market and avoid competition in 2019. Now, you guys probably are getting bombarded with like, uh, you know, how to get your best year ever, which I'm a big fan of, you know, how to go out there and set some really awesome goals, how to achieve them, how to stay focused, all that stuff. And I'm a big believer in that stuff, but I'm also a believer in just simplifying the process and keeping it very, very simple and also actionable because you guys know I like to say take action, right? I like to say that a lot. All right. So what I want to do though here today, all right, as part of moving into 2019 and beyond, by the way, because I'm a big, big fan of building a business that can last the test of time, like that can last any type of slap by Google, by Amazon, by eBay, any of that stuff. I've been slapped a few times in my day, uh, not by a girl, uh, but uh, by, uh, you know, by these updates and it's frustrating at times, but that's why it's so, so important um, to be able to go out there and understand the entire process. And I'm going to be talking more about this now and in the future. And actually, I should probably bring that up right now before I forget because I don't want to forget. Uh, and that is uh, Brand Accelerator Live 2019 is happening uh, in September. And I know that's a little ways away, but this is exactly what we're going to be talking about and really diving into and surrounding ourselves with is people that are doing this, including myself and other people that I'm working with, is building their brand and future-proofing their brand and their business, all right? That's Brand Accelerator Live. Now, if you have not grabbed your ticket yet, there's two reasons why you should, all right, before the first of the year, okay? Number one is because you are going to save some cash because the early bird pricing is still in effect as of right now, all right? That's number one. Number two is it's pretty much a business expense if you're going there to help build your business because it's an event that we are putting together. Uh, so this way here, we can help other businesses in 2019 and beyond. So talk with your accountant, but I'm pretty sure it's a tax deduction. So you might want to look into that and then you can write that off before uh, before next year. All right. So just wanted to throw that out there because uh, I'm getting pretty excited about this. It's becoming real. And uh, I've got some pretty cool things that I'm going to be sharing there, but also some announcements uh, over the next uh, nine months. And I can't wait to share it with you. So, all right, let's talk about today's topic. And that is how to niche down in your market and avoid competition in 2019 and really how to build a future-proof business. And yeah, there are a lot of things to think about, but I want you to start thinking about when you're going into uh, a business uh, of any kind for that matter. And in this case, let's just say you want to uh, start an Amazon business, which I don't like that term. I think you should be starting an e-commerce business. The way that it works now, in my opinion, and anyone that I would be advising or just giving some friendly advice 
would be like, listen, there's a couple of things that you need to understand. You're not going out there and just finding one-off products. It's not happening anymore. Now, did it happen three, four years ago? Yes, you could do that, but it's really important that you pick a market, okay? Everything, everything becomes so much easier and all of your energy now can focus on how to be the best in that market, all right? But today what we're going to talk about is how to get even more focused and dial it in even a little bit more and you've probably heard the term niching down or niching down, however you want to say it. Everyone says that differently and I'm not quite sure what the right one is and I don't really care. It just means to pick a sub market inside of a big market, all right? What I want to do though is I want to share with you some exercises that I've gone through. I've actually done a video on this uh, this actual example here that I'll share with you and I'll share another one with you and a couple others as they come to mind. But I did a video showing how I stumbled on a market and it was actually the guitar market. And, uh, you know, I have, uh, I have, I've played guitar for a long time. I think my first lesson was probably when I was around 14 or 15. I started out by playing the drums, by the way, my father put together this used uh, drum kit. I'll never forget it. I still have uh, memories of that drum set, and I was okay. I mean, I could play pretty good with my my buddies, and and uh, you know, it was a nice set that he got for me. A little, uh, I think it was a little three or a four piece set. Um, it was small, but you know, it made a lot of noise. The thing I got frustrated with with that though is I couldn't make music. I could make beats and you know grooves and stuff, but I couldn't make melodies and stuff. So anyway, that's for another conversation if anyone even cares. But recently. You know, I moved uh, about two and a half years ago now, and uh, I said when I get to this new place, I'm going to have my guitar somewhere where I can see it so it reminds me to play more because I want to play my guitar more. And so I did that upstairs in my bonus room, but I don't go upstairs all that much. So I wasn't playing the guitar. So I said, you know what I got to do? I got to take one of my guitars, bring it downstairs, bring it in my office, and then I got to get a practice amp. So as I'm doing this, I'm like, holy crap, like I'm actually doing this kind of touch list thing that I've talked about. And this kind of brought me to a market that I'm really passionate about. I mean, I'm not saying like I lay awake all night thinking about playing my guitar, but I've got a pretty good interest in this. Like I enjoy it and I go in and out like anything else, right? I get excited about it and then I'll, you know, play a whole bunch and then I'll stop playing for a little while, which I wish I didn't do that, but it's just the way it is. But whenever I'm at someone's house and they have a guitar, we'll start talking guitar and I just love all this stuff, different genres, like all of that. So my point is this, it led me to start looking for a practice amp and I'm like, okay, here I am. I'm, if I was starting over and I wasn't, uh, you know, having other businesses that I'm running right now and, you know, helping other people in, uh, in their businesses, if I was to start from scratch again, is exactly what I'd be doing. I'd be like, okay, I'm looking for guitar stuff. So let me see if there's something in this space that I could drill down into and start a brand. And to me, there's two different parts, and I'm not going to go too deep into this, but just to kind of give you my thought process and my thinking, there's really two parts to this. And it's really come clear in the new brand, which isn't so much new anymore. It's about uh, almost two years old now. Uh, But, uh, you know, we've done these two different phases in this brand, and it's exactly what I would do now starting over again. And that is, I would go and find the market. I would niche down in that market. 
And then I would find three to five products that I could sell to that product very easily on Amazon. And then I, on the side of that in phase two, in the long-term play, I'd be building content around that market. And the reason why I bring that up is because this market, the guitar market, I am pretty interested in. Even if I'm learning more stuff, I would just report on what I'm learning and my playing and how how I've improved. And then maybe some people want to do a challenge with me and we can see if we can, you know, play this guitar solo by the end of the week or something. Like there's a lot of cool things that you could do. But that's a longer term play, but it's part of the business build, okay, in the brand build. Because those three to five products, they might be very similar to other people's products. I might have just put my own spin on them. But what's going to differentiate me down the line? It's that. It's that other piece. All right. And that takes time. The other cool thing is, and this is what we're experiencing right now, is by publishing that content on a regular basis over the past 18 months, we're now earning. uh, We just got our first ad rev uh, come back and it's over $1,350 for not even a full month in November, which is insane. So, you know, we're earning anywhere between 50 and $75 a day in just ads that are running on our blog from content, all right, because we've niched down and we started publishing from day one, but it took 18 months to where we could start to monetize it. But the other, the shorter term, you know, play is as long as you have your market, okay, let me back up. And I know I'm kind of going random here, but I'm going to get to the niching down here in a second. But I want you guys to understand this because it's really, really important. And even if you have your brand right now picked, you need to niche down a little bit further. Okay. So let's say, for example, all right, I say I'm going to go into the guitar market. It's too broad. Okay. It's just too broad. Okay. Now I'm into electric guitars more than acoustic, but I do play acoustic. Okay. But I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to go into electric guitar right? So I've niched down one level there. And then I might want to go into electric guitars for maybe hard rock or maybe blues. So so there's different styles of guitars or pickups in the guitars that might lend itself better. There's different necks to the guitars. So there's all of these things, okay, that again is allowing me to niche down in that market. But here's the important thing, okay? Here's the process that I go through in my mind, okay? Just so you can kind of get that thought process. I got a market, okay, are there products selling in that market? So I'd go right to Amazon first. Before I do anything, I'd go to Amazon and go, are there products here selling in this space? I'd do a quick search, I'd run Jungle Scout, and boom, I'd say, yep, there's products here selling. Now, I don't care about competition right now, I don't care about doing the 10 by 10 by one, I don't care about any of that stuff right this second, I just want to know that there's products in there selling. I might even go over to Google Shopping and do a search there. I might go over to eBay, go there. I might go to Etsy, I might go to any other marketplace and see if there's products selling in that space. Okay, cool. I validated that. Then my next question, and this is one that a lot of people don't do, and even if I'm not even going to publish content, I'm going to say, are there are there people out there publishing content that people are consuming in this market? So I would go, okay, let me uh, let me see. I searched for how to run or how to practice scales, uh, blue scales, right? So I searched for that. So are people searching for content? The answer is yes. And you can just go to YouTube or go to Google and just type in how to play guitar and then a whole bunch of stuff will come up. Or, uh, you know, even if you wanted to do how to, if you know anything about scales, you might say like um, how to practice the pentatonic scale, uh, any of that stuff. And then I would start to investigate and see Is there, you know, content out there that's being published? Are there publishers? Meaning, are there people like us that are publishers? We're we're technically a publisher. When we we have content and we publish it, we're a publisher. We're a blogger, but we're a publisher. Could be YouTube. Could be, uh, you know, a blog. It could be uh, maybe a podcast. It could be any of that stuff, okay? So I'm doing that, 
okay? So I don't wind up where I go, oh, wow, this is a really cool widget. Someone's buying this, you know, I don't know. Uh, here, I'll give you an example. Let's say it's water filters for a refrigerator, right? I'm like, oh, the numbers on that water filter are awesome. And then I'm like, I'm gonna go launch it. And then you go ahead and you do the sourcing and, and you go ahead and you, you, you get the product and then you launch it. And then even if you're the first one to market, there's going to be 10 or 15 or 20 new people coming in doing that exact same product. That's the problem. Okay. And in order to stay ahead of that, you got to keep the sales going right now. Now you're really playing on the same playing field. There's nothing that's going to differentiate yourself. How much content are people searching for, for finding the best water filter for their uh, GE refrigerator? There's probably a handful. There are probably some articles I know because I actually search for like uh, uh, different uh, versions of, or different types of filters, different styles and stuff. But I didn't spend all that much time and I'm not going to join an email list. So every week I can get a new water filter tip, right? So that's what I mean. You got to think about that stuff when you're first deciding on the market. So that way there, you can then pick the right products. Then you could do the other part of it, which is, you know, finding the content. So that way there, you can start building out that, uh, you know, that organic side of things, and then you're going to get that external traffic. All right. So a little bit of a, of a rant there, but it all does play well together. If you understand that there's gotta be okay in the very, very beginning, there has to be, all right. There has to be that, uh, you know, that market, and then you have to niche down inside that market. All right. So that's what I want you to do though. Okay. I want you to start thinking about that stuff. Even if you're in the market right now, you might have to pivot a little bit and you might have to niche down. You might have to go in a little bit of a different direction or you might have to say, you know what? I think I got to pivot completely and, and start over or, or, or you know, do something that's a different version of it or maybe you can put another spin on it, but it's niche down. So this way here, you're not struggling with that, all right? So again, this is what I feel is going to be the way, okay, in the future to build a real business, a real e-commerce business. And you can also say you could build a, an information business if you wanted to, because once you start to get traffic, you will start to be able to monetize that traffic. All right. So again, let's kind of go through this so I can give you kind of steps. What is a big market? So an example would be fishing. It's a big market. Actually, sports and outdoors would be a really, really broad. Then it would be fishing. And then if we went to a sub market, it would be a, it would be bass fishing or deep sea fishing or fly fishing right? And then we might go a little bit deeper and go kayak bass fishing. And then it might be kayak bass fishing beginner tournament, right? So that's the content side of things, right? So people are researching that. But if someone's researching that, they probably are interested in kayak bass fishing accessories and different things to help them have a better experience or to do better at the tournament. See? So we went from sports and outdoors to fishing to bass fishing to kayak bass fishing. And they, maybe that's all your brand is about at first. And then from there, you move up a little bit in the niche and you go bass fishing now. Now you, now you can do more bass fishing tournaments or just recreational bass fishing, uh, any of that stuff, right? Bass fishing in a pond, bass fishing uh, in, a, in a lake, any of that stuff, right? So you have all of those different things that you can sub down into. So I'm going to give you the example that I used when I was doing the, uh, or that I went through when I was looking up the guitar stuff, right? So again, broad market is musical instruments. Okay. We niche down into guitar. Then we go to bass guitar. Then we go to electric guitar, acoustic guitar, classical guitar. And then we can go into genres. Like I said, hard rock, country, 
Like, you know, there's slide guitar. There's all different kinds, right? So we can niche down inside of there. And again, I will link it up. I'll actually embed the video that I shot using that example. I actually go through. And then what I did is I started to see that if I was going to go into a guitar stand, right? So that's like one of the, one of the ones that everyone would kind of say like, oh, cool. Just sell guitar stands. Let's Let's go a little bit deeper and see if there's another angle to the guitar stand, which by the way, there is, it was pretty incredible. So guitar stand, the next one that I would look at and that I did look at was multiple guitar stands. So a guitar stand that if I had three guitars, I could put them on the same stand and they would, they would be apart, but they'd be kind of like standing straight up. They have them as, as many as nine that will fit on that stand. And I actually went through those numbers and they looked pretty good and they're selling for, some of them were selling for over think over 70 bucks. Some of them were a hundred bucks. Um, so a good price point too. Now here was an interesting one and that was wood stands. So wood guitar stands. All right. So if you wanted something that was more natural, not just a standard metal guitar stand, you might want a wood stand and believe it or not, there's actually people that are looking for that. Okay. Um, then what I did discover by going through this process was once I found the wood stands, I found a company, a brand that they sell all accessories for guitar care, all right? So guitar care products, all right? So that was, uh, they sold rubber mats, and these rubber mats are so when you lay the guitar down, it doesn't scratch it. It's got a little, it's got a little, um, it's like a little block that's padded that the neck is kind of lifted off of, so that way there you can work underneath the back of the guitar, and it's not putting the stress on the actual neck itself. So a rubber mat for your guitar care. And they, they had a bunch of guitar care products. Again, I go through all that in that video. So definitely check that out. Um, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 611. Um, so that's, that's that, right? So the other one is wall hangers, a guitar wall hanger. Okay. And I looked for that actually. Um, that's why it came on my radar. Um, and then guitar repair kits, right? So you could just be that, you know, brand that sells guitar stands and, and guitar care products and uh, different ways to mount the guitar and different ways to care for the guitar as far as, you know, repair kits and, you know, different, there, there's definitely, there's different tools that you can wind the, you know, wind the, the strings and there's ones that, there's Allen wrenches, there's all different things that you need and there's some kits that people have put together. It's, it's for like the one kit that you need for when you're working on your guitar. And that guitar might be like changing a pickup. It might be changing the springs in the back. It might be, might, might be replacing the neck all, you know, completely. It might be tuning, um, any of that stuff. So it's not necessarily just the guitar. So many people get hung up on the big product, right? The guitar, that doesn't have to be the case. And here's the cool thing. Remember how I was talking about like the content side of things? Well, the cool thing is, is like, okay, I'm not going to sell guitars. I could be an affiliate for guitars. So if I had, which I do, an ESP guitar, and, and it's a, uh, it's a George Lynch model, which George Lynch is ex docking player, uh, turned to Lynch mob. And he's got a bunch of other projects. So if anybody's a, an old eighties metal, uh, guy or girl, um, that was my genre into the nineties. Um, so I followed him for a long time. I have one of his guitars, um, that he actually built with ESP. So it's not one of his, he actually built 300 of them. And, um, it's pretty cool. It's actually in that, in that video, but what I could do is I could fire up the video camera, I could strum some chords, and I could talk about the ESP, you know, limited edition of the George Lynch model guitar. Like, I could do that, right? And there's people that are going to discover that. And guess who is discovering that in, in uh, you know, who's searching for that, 
that guitar or that wants to see the review on that guitar. Someone that plays a guitar like me. Someone that's probably going to want to buy other guitar stuff. Maybe stands, maybe, you know, care uh, items like oils and sprays and uh, maybe it's the mounting blocks or, or I'm sorry, the, well, it is the, the block that holds it up or maybe the rubber mats or whatever it is. That's my ideal customer. Someone who has it. So my point is this, I could do a video that I don't even have to sell that guitar. I'm going to get traffic coming to that, that video or the blog post, right? And now inside of that, I can be an affiliate for that guitar or other guitars similar to it. And if they buy through that link, I would get credit. That's what we call affiliate marketing. Uh, and it's Amazon Associates account. And you would get anywhere between four and 8% of that on a commission. Okay, so it's another way to do that. Plus, you're getting traffic. Once you get the traffic, you can turn on ads and you can start to monetize that particular blog post or video, right? So that's the long play. But when I'm niching down, all right, I'm able to do this type of stuff, all right, and, and really attract the right people and also get traffic on products that I don't technically own, right? I've got six different guitars. All right, I could just take that exact guitar and do a review of that guitar, post six different videos and start getting traffic from those videos. And those people are going to be very, very targeted because they are looking at guitar videos like me, right? So it makes sense, but I'm niching it down, okay? And that is like the keyword here for you guys, I'm doing the air quotes. The keyword here is niche down, all right? As much as you can and still have some traffic there. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes you can go too deep in niching down and you're really, really small as far as like how much you can actually reach. So you might wanna not, not go that far, but you can niche down and then see the numbers as far as product sales in Amazon to give us an idea of what kind of traffic is being done there. We can also go over to Google and see what kind of search traffic is done over there, all right? And if you, if you ever use marketing words, I don't really use that all that much. Um, that there could also give you some, some data as far as like how much searches is happening um, inside of there. If you have different types of products, you can use Jungle Scout's keyword tool inside of the web app now. Um, so definitely check out that. If you haven't, I will give you a little call to action here. This will be my affiliate mention of Jungle Scout and the web app and everything that you can do with that. But if you want to get a discount, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash JS for Jungle Scout. And, uh, you'll go to a special page there that'll give you a discount and some other goodies. So definitely check it out. It's worth it because here's the deal. If you go to the web app and you look at the keyword search for even those products, it gives you an idea, even if you're not going to sell those products, how much volume is running through certain keywords and search search terms. All right. So it's definitely worth even just looking at to do the research side of things. All right. So when you niche down, you want to make sure that there's volume there. All right. So like I said, I did a whole example on this and I'll post it on the blog. It's a video. It's probably around 10 minutes long, maybe a little bit longer. And I actually, uh, I show you the guitar that I'm talking about here. And then I start going into how I found the, the, uh, the different stands and the different numbers, which ones I like, which ones I don't like, um, and, and stuff like that. And I also show how to, uh, to really narrow it down, but also look at the numbers. Now, Here's one thing I just want to point out. Sometimes you're looking at numbers as far as like you want like 300 sales a month, which that's always been the number I look for when I'm looking for 10 by 10 by one. That's 10 products a day that can sell or 10, 10 uh, sales that can be made at $10 profit at one product. And I love that. But if you have a product that sells for 30 or 40 or even 
$50 or more and your profit margin is $20 a unit or $30 a unit, well, guess what? You don't need as many sales to hit your $100 per day. So I might be okay with 150 or 200 sales a month. All right. It just comes down to, can we generate $100 profit on that SKU? That's what it comes down to. It's just 10 by 10 by one has always worked really well. Um, but again, you don't have to stick to that 100%. All right. So like I said, here is what I would do. All right. And I'll just give you like these four steps. All right. I would go to Amazon once I figure out that sub market, all right, or that sub niche, I would do a search. All right. I would let it auto fill and start telling me different things. Like when I was looking at guitar stands, it said guitar stands wood, uh, or guitar stands, multiple guitars, or, uh, you know, it gave me different things. So let it auto fill to give you suggestions. All right. Then look at frequently bought together. And I know this stuff seems very simple and very basic, but remember what I said in the beginning, keep it simple and basic. You don't have to overcomplicate this. And then what I would do is I would look in Jungle Scout and I would look at the keyword tool after I've established that there's some products here that look like they have some potential. And then I would see the kind of search volume that they're getting. And then I would look at the sales, okay? And see if there's enough demand there for it, all right? Now, here is the last thing that I wanna share with you on this, okay? Because like I said, there's two sides of this. If you're going into this thing to just say, I want to build an Amazon business, I want to try to get you to think about that differently. I want you to think about you're going to start on Amazon because it's a great platform to start on and continue to sell on, but you can get up and running pretty darn quick. Like within 90 days, you could have a product live, if not sooner, depending on how your sourcing goes and all that stuff. All right. But the long-term play is really what I want to emphasize here. And that is, you know, go to YouTube. See if there's content being searched for in that submarket, all right, in that niche, all right? And what I did is I went to YouTube and I found there was videos of people making their own guitar stands, their own wood guitar stands. And you could even sell plans. That's another idea. If you had a great uh, plan for building a guitar stand and you didn't even, you know, you didn't even sell the guitar stand, you just sold the plans. I've seen that done, all right? But what you want to do is go to YouTube and see if there's content, see if there's a channel that's already publishing content that the market is, that is consuming. And guess what? If they are, don't get discouraged and go, oh, someone's already done it. There's not another you, right? You can make it different. You can put your spin on it. All right. And you can just start to get people to know, like, and trust you and your brand. All right. But what I like to do is find channels that have already been doing it looking at their history, going through their videos, seeing if they've found a theme that that's really resonating, or if they've found, uh, maybe they're doing a, a, a video every Friday and it's on a certain topic, just look and see what they're doing and get ideas that way. But it'll also say, or, you know, allow yourself to say, Hey, when I start to publish this content, there's people that actually want it. All right. So it's that longer term play. If you start your business, okay, and you go, I've got a physical products business, but I also have a content business. If you start thinking about it like that, you're going to be able to build something that will support both, both parts of it, right? And then you can start to monetize the traffic. Here's a little secret. If you have traffic that you have coming to your brand and your blog and your, you know, your assets, you are going to be able to win against the competition. You're, you're going to be able to because you're going to be able to drive sales when they're going to be just using the same stuff that Amazon's giving everyone, 
right? So just think about it like that. I really want you to think about that going into 2019 and beyond. And this is what I refer to, and you're going to hear me talk a lot about, is future-proofing your business. This is building a business that will last, right? Because this is not going away, all right? So I just definitely want you to think about that, all right? So make sure that you take some time, sit down, write it down, niche down, do some exploring, okay, inside of your niche, and get really, really clear on what products you can serve to the market, even if you can't launch them now. Three to five products I would love for you to have, and then from there, I would love for you to have like 10 pieces of content that you know that you're going to create for your market that they're going to want, and they're going to be searching for, and once they get it, it's going to be your ideal customer, all right? So guys, a couple things before we wrap up here, all right? Episode 611. If you want the show notes, if you want to watch that video, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 611. The other thing is, is I want to remind you, depending on when you're listening to this, but we're approaching 2019, right? Well, Brand Accelerator Live 2019 is happening in September. And I know that's a little ways away, but guess what? All right, we're going to be going deep into exactly what I just went through here and actually how to build those brands, how to optimize and and really take advantage of what we already have on Amazon and keep growing that. All of that stuff is going to be at Brand Accelerator Live, and I'm super excited to be hanging out with over 250 of you guys. Now, if you have not grabbed your ticket yet, there's two reasons why you should if you're listening to this before January 1st, all right? Number one, well, because you're going to save money on your ticket. Okay, we're going to be giving discounts up till that point. Uh, early bird tickets are still available. All right, so definitely go to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. That'll be the easy one or just brandacceleratorlive.com. All right, and I'll link this up in the show notes. The second reason is because if you purchase a ticket before 2019, you can deduct that from your taxes because it's a business expense. You're going there to learn and to educate yourself about growing and building your business. All right, so tax deductions, we all love them, right? So two reasons, go do it, theamazingseller.com forward slash live or brandacceleratorlive.com. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for you guys to be there hanging out with us and we're gonna build our businesses together and build our future-proof businesses together in 2019. All right, so that is going to officially wrap up this Christmas Eve episode. Uh, If you're listening to this on that day and if you celebrate Christmas and uh, if not, have an awesome, amazing day. But just remember this, I have to close with this. I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.